1: When to sell your content. We're going to be discussing why you give away and sell content, where and when to use call to actions, what you should offer as free content, and what you should offer as paid content.
0: Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey, everybody, this is
1: Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 105. Today we're going to be digging into that age-old question: Should I give away my stuff or should I charge for it? When should I do that, and all the good things that go around it? Heather Porter, you are on the call. Hello.
0: Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hey guys, how's it going?
1: <laughs> they are all yelling out. It's awesome, Heather. It's awesome. Yay! I can tell. I can hear it coming lot, from a where, lot of wherever you, you are. I love you ask that question. You can't hear any responses. You just say, "How's it going?" And uh, anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> hey, what's going on? What have you What have you uh, been doing? What have you learned? Have you learned anything special over the last uh, last week or so?
0: Yeah, common theme of alliance partners keeps coming up no matter where I look. The people that I'm noticing who's, who are building their businesses faster and, and better are really looking at the importance of building partnerships. And there's a girl right now that I know, a, a woman actually, she's launching a membership site. And she did it very strategically where she's gotten on big corporate partners to actually sell her first round of intakes. So she's not even going to the market and she already has 60 members upon launch from like big, massive corporates. And then from there, she's just on fire. She's gone out to the the council, the property council of Australia, and she's getting them to promote it. Really smart and I I know with um, Digital Traffic Institute as well, you know, we're kind of looking for the right fit for other businesses as well that think what we have to offer is valuable. So, it's just, it's a theme that I keep seeing and and it's the people that are most successful in their businesses are are really looking at their partnerships.
1: Yeah, we've just uh, written an article on that actually about memberships and membership site growth and that sort of stuff and it's all about joint ventures. It's all about how do you get the right people to help you um, get where you're going and helping them along the way. So yes. very, very cool. So
0: let's start at the top. Why should you give away content in the first place?
1: Well, you know what, let me ask you a step before that. What yeah. sort of content do you give, away? You give away? Because you know, a lot of mm-hmm. people say, Well, I don't I don't wanna I just wanna give away something like I wanna dip my toe in the water. Yeah. You know, and it's I sort of like say it's a bit like a swimming race where they dip their toe in the water but they're not gonna win the swimming race because they're never jumping off the blocks. Um yeah. I think I think the the thing is that people are scared to give away good stuff because they think, well, if I give away all my best, what are they going to pay for
0: right? I've heard that as well um and and making the assumption that if you write ten amazing blog posts or your best content like you're saying that people are actually going to consume all of it, and yep. that's not the case no.
1: No, and and, you know, the same comes back when you do videos and like, well, why would I put them all on YouTube because then everyone can see them? Why would I, why I wouldn't be able to make my membership site work? Well, the truth is, um, if you want a book or you want some information, you can go to the library and get whatever you want for free. But the fact is that people don't, people don't go to the library. I mean, (laughs) library is an old, old school thing. And even back when it was busy, not everyone went. Um, I think the more, the, the important thing about when you're selling some stuff is that you're giving them the uh, ease ability, if you like, if that's a word, to access that content all in one spot, knowing where it all is. Otherwise, like a library, you've got to go looking through racks and racks of books or in YouTube's case, thousands and thousands of videos to find all the bits you want together. No one's got time to do that. So no. I think um, you know that, uh, that question about should I put my best content out there? Yes, put it out there. But what you do when you sell it is you're giving them one spot to sort of conjugate and find all the information nice and easily
0: well said and strategically the best places to put your content the types of content you'll be looking at is go to the marketplaces that have the biggest following so for example youtube like you suggested that's videos right Mm -hmm. um social media that's where you put content linkedin publishing facebook posts um you should be going to look at perhaps amazon with kindle books iTunes for podcasts. So you want to look at in your business what makes the most sense for you to produce and you know, it's not gonna hold you back and make you run around going, Oh I'm scared, I can't do podcasts, for example. But you look at what you're good at mm-hmm. and then you look at the marketplaces to put it on and then that's where you go outwards. But then of course inwards would be your blogs. So you're for your email list you're promoting ongoing content to your blogs. So if you if you're selling everything, you have nothing to talk about.
1: That's all. You know, that's perfect. You're exactly right. Now, that's great if you've got people to look at what you're doing. So, yeah, and this is what I think, and I'm going to circle right back to what you learned this week, and that's where people are um, right now that they're concentrating, well, it's on my website, it's on my social platforms, it's on YouTube, Um, but you're outward bound, basically. You are getting stuff out that's only connected to people who know you. Um, Okay, you might pay for some ads and that sort of stuff. But if you do some joint ventures, like you were saying, uh, go and find out who else could you um, give your content to so they can distribute it as well. You know, so this Mm. is where you come along and say, well, um, you know, we talk about guest posts and all that sort of stuff. And there's a a lot of gray area about, oh, should we do guest posts or not? But realistically, if you can find somebody who has your target market already in the palm of their hands, And you put your content on their blog. Now, I'm not saying this is easy to do, by the way. But if you can do that, then you're going to find a whole new audience coming to you um, and finding out more about you because you've given your best content to somebody else for them to distribute. It's a win-win. It's a a three-way win. You get your name out in front of other people. That person you've done a joint venture with gets the ability to put content out for their site because they want to be creating content. And the people who are reading it get to see new content from a different perspective, which is you because they haven't read your stuff before because they're probably used to reading the other person's stuff.
0: Yeah, really good point. Okay, so I have a question for you. What would you spend money on? Because I know you and I both have invested our, our dollar on other people's content, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the difference in your mind? What are you willing to pay for?
1: Um, in terms of what sort of content?
0: Yeah, so let's talk. Paid versus free. So like all this stuff is free that we're talking about. So what yeah. what would make you want to pay for content?
1: Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to answer this correctly. Just I'm not sure. I will, but I'm not sure if you this is the right answer. But um, I look for stuff that can get me further than where I am right now. So if it's a how to do something specific that I don't know how to do, so yes. if it's an educating, education piece, I will definitely go and pay for that. Um mm-hmm. Yes, I could probably go and look at it. I could probably go and try and figure it out by myself. But you and I know um, that when we both started, we did a lot of that. We still do a lot of that today, but we did a lot of that and it's a long process. It Mm -hmm. really is a, And by the time you've got it figured, it's changed and it doesn't work anyway. So, um, So I'll pay for someone who I already know has done it and got the results and go and find out uh, what I need to find out. So I'll pay for that sort of content because the last thing I want to be doing is trying to figure it out again.
0: I love it. You said that. And for me, um, same, similar sort of thing. So I, first of all, look for a teacher that I respect and I find that teacher by engaging with their free content. And then two, I'm willing to pay for it if it's um, a step-by-step process. So it's not like a a free, you know, how do you hook up social share buttons on your blog, which Mm. you could go to YouTube to find. It's actually more of a skill. So for a quick result, like like that, I might like, – it's a three-minute lesson. I, I might not necessarily want to buy it. But mm-hmm. if it's a, a skill with, where there's downloads and step-by-steps and more hand-holding, especially if I have access to their team or the person to ask for help, that's when, when I'm happily able to you know pay. And I think that's the uh, – as well, if we're thinking about when do you charge for your content – what would you say? When when should somebody charge? What's the difference between the two?
1: Um, I think once you've once you've given once you've established yourself the, um, as an expert and you can show them that you've got some valuable information to share, then uh, then that's the time to ask for for some for some money. Um, whether yes. it's whether it's you know even if a small amount five ten bucks, but just the simple act of somebody buying something, putting their hand in their pocket and buying, they the mindset changes, the whole psychology changes, and they become now a customer rather than a um, a lead or a prospect. And when they've done that, um, it means that uh, they feel comfortable. If you can deliver on on, your, on the value that they've just paid you, so five or ten dollars even, uh, if you can deliver on that, they're going to say, "Hey, I just got for five bucks something amazing. Um, yeah, I want to pay forty-seven. I'll pay ninety-seven. I mean, you and I have both got people that will happily pay a thousand dollars for." to go and get more information because we know every time they deliver some really, really, really top-class stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. And just talking this through makes me think of um, John Lee Dumas from – did I pronounce his name right? I hope I did. (laughs) From Entrepreneur on Fire. Yes. um, Which is an amazing podcast where he interviews entrepreneurs every day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Um, You were on his show. So basically what I like about that is he was doing that for – I and you correct me if I'm wrong, but about a year, he was doing this of all free content. And then from there, he started to look at his own info product where he taught people how to do podcasting and then also sponsorships. Mm-hmm. So he started free to get his name out there and the brand, right? And, and get a following. And then he went into the, the charge from there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, uh, he went, now he's making a lot of money, a lot of money mm-hmm. every day, every week, yep. um, from that. But he had the freemium model, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm offering. People got to know who he was. He was yes. consistent. He got some really big, um, he got some really big interview guests. And um, then, you know, it was almost like a joint venture. Hey, you're, you're on my show. Would you like to share the fact that you're on my show with your people? Of course, yeah, we'll do that. No problem. Um, and they brought new people to his um, to his podcast and it just
0: grew from there. See, yeah, great, great model. I want to talk about membership sites because right. I've seen so many people develop a membership site or an info product, and then they go to try and sell it, and then it flops. What are your theories around why that's happening to people?
1: Um, crap product, possibly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, realistically, I think there's there's two. Firstly, um, it's a product that the person wanted, not the not the actual customers. Yes. They never did their market research. They thought it was a good product, but they never went out to see if the market actually want that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's fu- funny. I'm just going to, sorry, sorry. My little son, who's five, um, <laughs> he ran out the front door this morning. He ran down the street. And I'm like, what are you doing? Come back here. And he's like, I'm, I'm going I'm going to make some money. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to sell some lemons. I'm like, and we know we live on a court. Okay. So there's no traffic. And, uh, I'm like, buddy, come here. We need to talk about this. Um, so, and we we're going, we we're taking him to school. So we jumped in the car to school. I said, listen, here's the first thing you need to know. I said, before you go and stand out the front. Because cause he said, oh, there's a person. Let's go run over him and see if he wants my lemons. <laughs> I said, look, you've got to you... understand there's there's, there's uh, reasons for business. And, and we spoke about um, problems and solutions. You know, these businesses, a, a supermarket is in business because they offer a solution. The solution is people are hungry. They have food to sell. They're offering the solution for people to be hungry. So mm-hmm. as we we're driving, every time we went past a car with a, you know, a worker's van or a shop, I'd say, um, hey, there's a dental group. What, is, what do you think their problem is? Uh, what, do, what solution are they offering? And so now he's getting it. And I'm just driving, this, driving it into his head that um, everything is solutions and problems. And I think going back to that question was people are not offering a solution. To a problem, there is no problem there. They're offering a solution to nothing, and nobody's (laughs) buying it.
0: I love that. What an easy way of understanding it. And you know what I found is just like what we said with John and Entrepreneur Show is Mm. that when you use content to do market research, then you can develop a product. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. like you can actually use your content to find out with your statistics what do people actually want? What are no. they, what are they commenting on? What are they sharing on social media? What are they, um, you know, which which posts of yours are they reading? Which podcast episodes are most popular? That's what the market wants.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, we look at our posts. We know exactly which ones our posts are most read. We know which um, which topics people are into more than more than others, and we focus on that. We don't we don't write it off. You know, we'll look at it and say, well, why did why is some other, more interesting than others to people? Um, and sometimes we've spent more time and effort promoting a specific topic. But overall, we get to know what organically people are looking for, and we concentrate on and making that better. We, we we strengthen our strengths and get rid of our weaknesses, if if, if that's a saying.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Do you remember our friend Laura Wage? So here's another great example. Laura Wage, she had a free piece of content on her blog about Pinterest um, when Pinterest was just coming out. And because it was so big that she actually developed an entire course, right? A membership course product on that exact blog post because mm-hmm. people loved it. So this is where that whole paid versus free comes in, right? It's like free te- free to test the water, free to get your brand out there. Paid is when you go into more of an in-depth results-driven training or course or product or direct access to you mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep, I think, uh, I think that, that's the biggest problem is people are too scared to give away some good content but understand that um, – If you give away your best content, there will be more to give. You'll find more to give. There will be more people. People have more questions. The the more content you give, the more questions they're going to have, the more you'll be able to create even better content.
0: Well, that's why people like – that's why we're doing this podcast for you guys right now and we have our blog posts is because this is our way of connecting with you, seeing how we can help you based on statistics, based on feedback from you guys and um, the reason why we have Digital Traffic Institute is just for that so people can actually – come to us and ask us questions specific to their business. So it's it's just a different way of, I guess, thinking about your business. And, and like you're saying, give away your best stuff um, and then get, have something there where people can access you, whether it is um, a full-blown course or it's just accessing you through coaching or consulting if you're service-based. So Think strategically and wor- and again work from the, what the market wants versus what you think they want.
1: Hey, I want to ask you a question about free content because I'm um, sure. a lot. <clears throat> what's your favorite sort of free content? Like, what, what's something when you, someone says this is free, you're like, Oh, got to have that. Is there a specific um, media that you like, um, mm-hmm. or what constitutes getting you to say, Yep, I want it?
0: You know, my my still my favorite two are videos, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of stack up videos to watch and I have – I'm like the, the the multi-tab person, the bad person that has my Chrome open with like 50 tabs. I think you're the
1: multi-multi-tab. When, <laughs> I, when <laughs> we do screen shares, I'm looking at your tabs going, I can't even see a letter in those tabs. <laughs> like, descriptions.
0: I... I line up all these videos that I want to watch, right? So I have them all there, and then on the weekend, ideally, I, I you know my Saturday or my Sunday, I come and I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna I'm good, going to consume some of this." So videos, um, and then also this, the the ongoing sort of blog post here and there. But I find that I'm more probably of a video consumer because I like to engage and watch the person that um, I'm learning from.
1: Have that's, you have you got, I've spoken about this tool before, but have you bought yourself emails <laughs> yet?
0: No, I'm gonna go get it now. Oh wait, wait, wait. Say it out loud again, so we e, all it's combined. called
1: it's called Enounce E for Edward N O U N C E. It's called MySpeed. My Speed Enounce by My Speed Twenty bucks, I think it cost you. Um, I cannot live without it. In fact, mine stopped working today, and I'm like, whoa, 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 panic stations! Because um, I can, you can listen to some podcasts. You can listen, you watch videos at three times the speed and still understand what's going on. It means that an hour video is 20 minutes. A 20 minute video is five minutes. That's or six minutes. That's crazy. Um, I, I I survive on that thing because it really makes a difference to what you're doing. And I watch a lot of videos myself. And there's nothing better to flick it through. And you know what I've even done? This is hilarious. You know some shows on Netflix? Well, oh, you, you don't yeah. have Netflix. Oh, well, you got Netflix. No, it Australian is over now. here.
0: Yeah, and it's sucking up our bandwidth oh, across totally. the whole country. Totally. But
1: here's what I do. I, I'll stick emails <laughs> on it, like maybe 1.4 speed. So instead yeah. of a 40-minute show, I can watch it in 30 <laughs> without missing too much.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have to ask then because a big part of content is call to actions. So if you're using... Your content to get you to grow your business. Don't ask, don't get. Right. Mm-hmm. So, how do you nicely stick in call to actions in your content to get people to do the next thing with you, whether that's to buy, sign up for your email list, share, you know, comment? How do you, how would you put that in?
1: Um, I think the uh, the key thing is make it make it conversational so that it fits in that spot. Um, there is times when you've got to be um, Alarmingly, there. So, for instance, if someone's <laughs> about to leave your website, you have an exit intent, which is a pop-up that says, whoa, before you go, did you know you could possibly get this? Um, yep. It's almost like having someone at the shop, at a shop, let's say you got a shoe, um, I keep saying shoe shop, I don't know why, one day I'm going to buy a shoe shop. <laughs> you like
0: Al Bundy and Married with Children.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. So, so I'm going to, so, so someone's walking out of the shop and they haven't bought anything, the last ditch effort is, whoa, stop, don't go, don't go. Don't mm-hmm. you want to? Don't you want a free pair of socks or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I—that's what I see in exit in intent is it's like, well, please. The last thing I want you to do is leave. Just do what I do. What you're going to do and sign up here. Um, yep. But um, but in a in a blog post in piece of content, it could be a conversation or thing like. Um, You know, you're talking about a specific topic and uh, and uh, you might do a comparison and it might say something like, you know, it's just like also this other piece that we've got here. In fact, if you're interested in doing that, just click here and send you the download straight away and then move on to the next topic. So it could be just a, you know, a line that's a link to your next um, upload or it may even be a nice colored box. That's got a call to action right now so that it all fits as they're reading it and they come over the box. The box is actually relevant to the content inside the actual piece as well.
0: And then in podcasts, like you guys are listening to right now, you'll notice that right at the beginning of this podcast when Andrew said, hey, in this episode, we're going to talk about this, this and this. There's a little, um, there's my voice that came in after with a mention of Digital Traffic Institute. So that's call to action. Um, You can do that in your podcast um, videos. That's in the intros and the outros. You can do it. You know, right in in your actual video content itself, but you'll notice that there's these little sort of intros and outros where the video has um, your logo that flies in, or a little bit of music, or something like that. Oftentimes, people will do a little outro bit where it's a call to action. Um, gosh, our Kindle book, we put a call to action inside of our book. So even though, you, yes, it was a paid-for book, the first 10% of it was free as a, a you know teaser in Amazon, um, we put a call to action inside of that particular first 10% to take people back to a website.
1: You know what? I'll tell you what else is missing in call to action yeah. as far as content goes, and that's in social updates too. Um, yep. There will be so many times when people put links in a, in a tweet um, mm. and it might say um, – uh, we're discussing, or ha- you know, we're discussing um, the latest practices of internet marketing, and then they just put a link. Well, it doesn't actually tell you to do anything. It's just a link. Now, most people yep. generally um, see that they they know they're going to click on a link, but if you have something like, uh, click this link to find out how to avoid this trap. It's a call to action. It's more specific than it's just than just having a link there and people are assu- you assuming that they're going to click on the link too. So make sure yep. you have some call to actions in your content on uh, social platforms as well.
0: And where would you send a call to action, guys? That would be to basically, well, a couple of things. I mean, if it's just content, it's to blog posts or whatever the pages has the content. But if you're actually asking them to buy something or sign up for an email list, then you want to have a landing page, which is where you send them, um, which, which landing pages. We've Gosh, we've done so many podcasts on these, but it's just a page that has an opt-in box if you're giving away something for free where somebody can sign up for it. Or sales pages where you talk about the product or service. And then you have the the purchase option on there. So that's call to actions. That's how you use those in your content. You send people to places where they can take the next step. Take
1: the next step. Yep. Perfect. Spot on.
0: There you go. Yep.
1: <laughs> wow. Did we cover everything today? I think we almost have.
0: Yeah. Look, I think I think the key takeaway is that free content. Definitely give out good stuff to get a good result. Simplify, though, what you're doing. I've found that a lot of people try and give away too much in one piece of content. Just think that you want them to walk away with one idea or concept. That's why the TED Talks have gotten so popular is because they're very short and they're very concise about pretty much one takeaway topic. So that's what you want to do in your pieces of free content as well. And people will not consume all your content. Usually, you know that if they're a fan, they still won't even have time to consume all your content. So you don't have to worry that maybe you've given away everything you know across multiple pieces of content, because not everybody's going to engage with all of it. So you can still package that up and, and you know, sell that in packages.
1: I'll go so far as to say that I reckon about eighty percent of people would not even consume their own content after they've recorded or created it.
0: Oh come on! You don't listen to our podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, I do because I, I do because I I edit. Them. I do all the editing <laughs> on this one, but um, but you know what? Seriously, um, I mean, you know, you and I were saying the other day that uh, we had a client who uh, couldn't work out why they weren't making any sales because they'd yeah. never tested their own sales process
0: on their own shopping cart, on their own, so... car, on oh. their own
1: website, and they couldn't God. work out why they were not making no sales, and that was like six months or so.
0: They have had a shopping cart up for one year and they never themselves tested to see if it worked by purchasing something.
1: So check your own content, listen to it. And you know what? I actually enjoy our content. I'm going to to say this. I enjoy our podcast because I learned some stuff even though though I'm saying it, I learned it. Um, But uh, I don't even know why I was talking about this. Consuming your own content, where were we going with this bit?
0: Oh, just just saying. Don't be don't be scared to put out your best content, uh, because not you know, and then try and sell it. Because you, selling a product is everything in one place to to deliver a result. Whereas you can give lots of free content covering little micro points, and you know, because it's scattered, it's still your best content, but it's scattered all over the place. It's different. You know, it's different than packaging it in some sort of product where there's an end result.
1: Yeah, I, I do remember what I was going to say. You were talking about. Um, <laughs> You're talking about uh, the fact that uh, stay focused and give one piece of content. I was yeah. actually reading a forum uh, today, a, a Facebook private group, and uh, this guy said, has anyone ever tested multiple tripwires on one page, tripwire being a product to sell for about 7 to $10? Uh, but once again, it's, it's confusing the audience. A confused mind never buys. So stick yeah. to one thing. Stick to one thing that you're going to do. Um, have multiple different pages if you want and drive different different segmented traffic to that page, those pages, but don't put everything on one page. That's just uh, lazy and you'll lose money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Natural next step, right? It's conversation. If you're yep. reading this piece of content, what's the next step you can take with me that makes sense to this piece of content?
1: So a call to action would be go and leave us a review about this
0: podcast on iTunes. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. That is great. <laughs> right. Um I look forward to having a discussion with you next
0: time. Sounds good. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> See you later. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelt securely Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold.
1: Until we fly again, happy travels.